welcome to the special edition of the South Mims U podcast. My name is Gerald Mandeville Greaves, Yellow Blanket, and I am head of the art faculty here at South Mims. I'm known for my path-breaking studies into art and nothing, and that includes everything from painting nothing to sculpting empty spaces to making films about nothing. The only thing I've not been able to do is create a podcast which is about nothing, but I'm hoping to persuade the editorial board to let me do it. I want to create an eight-hour podcast of a man trying to remember where he put his car keys, but I fear it may be too compelling, and I know it would cause quite a controversy. And controversy is, I believe, a key element in art, from Andy Warhol's Man Sleeping to his well more risque and explicit productions. And it's film I want to talk about in this podcast, specifically the oeuvre of the controversial filmmaker Gary Ocean Orchard. He has recently released the film Je t'aime t'enneille, which shocked audiences at the Zagreb Film Festival and caused a mass walkout at the Glossop Triennial this year. Gary is talking to us via Zoom from his yurt in the rain-swept countryside of Oxfordshire. How are you, Gary? Oh, yeah, smooth. Very smooth. Good to be here. I mean, there. But almost. I, I see you're wearing both a caftan and a cravat. It's an interesting combination. Yeah, yeah. The caftan was big in the 60s. That's due to come back the 60s. The cravat's a cravat. Well, I think the 60s has had too many comebacks, personally. But no matter. Do you wear a caftan all of the time? Pretty much. I love the 60s style. Leather trousers were good. Don't see enough of them. Now I see you are wearing black. Well, I always wear black. Complete black. There's purity in my minimalism. That's very ISIS. Well, let's not get into decadism. What you say? Decadence? Now, now, that's like... You know, my, my core, my beast. No, no, decadism, thinking in decades. It's so limiting and reductive and antithetical to aesthetic purity. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I couldn't have put that better myself, um, Jerry. Anti-anesthetically, yeah, that, that, that is now. Well, please, Gary, don't call me Jerry. My name is Gerald, just Gerald. So, before we get to the film, Gary, could you tell us a little about yourself? Oh, smooth, much as you like. You have been described by several publications as the most pretentious film director of the 21st century. Oh, I have, but I've also been described by the French surrealist magazine Medusa's Mother is the Madonna as the last hope. So you take your choice. Now, According to your publicity here... Um, Provided by Bar. Bar? My publicity people are called Bar, like in a sheet. Oh, Bar, the most pretentious PR agency on the planet. That's good coming from you, Yellow Submarine. A yellow Blanket, my native American name. Smooth. No, no. I would say Bar are cutting edge. I tell them I'll give them a shout. And they set this whole thing up. OK, well, according to Barr, your background is, it says here, you were dragged up from the streets of Brixton. Oh, I was. 
OK, but the smallest effort on the part of our South Mims U researchers reveals that you were, in fact, born in Sevenoaks, Kent, and went to private school and then Oxford. Your mother was, is, a successful theatrical agent, and your father is a banker who bankrolled your first five films. No, 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 no. Well, are you saying that that's not true, Gary? Not exactly. What I am saying is that I'm, I am like, I'm woke. Well, can you be clearer? Well, you can't be much clearer than woke. What I mean is I am fluid. Like some people are uh, gender fluid, you know, man, born man, identify as woman, vice versa. I identify as being dragged up from Stratton. I think that's Brixton, Gary. Brixton, Stratton, all the same. I identify with, you know, their struggle because I had, and it's really painful to bring this up, an internal struggle just like theirs and uh, and uh, gender fluid people, people who are not like white too as well. Was it really a struggle, Gary? Be honest. It was torture. It was like, should I do banking? Should I do law? Or should I do the art thing? It was... It was it was, you know, tough. It was really tough. So, you know, it's like, it's like totally similar to the poor kid in Brixton thing. So you identify with real artists who had no contacts, are self-made and really did come from poor backgrounds. Yes, I do. It touches everything I do. I am in two places, like Schlesinger's cat. Hmm. Does that inform your take on actors too, Gary? There is a train of thought which says that in the 1960s, a period you claim to like, a window opened where working-class actors like, for instance, Michael Caine, achieved their potential. But in this century, the door has closed and only rich kids can make it. Do you think that matters? No. And why not? Actors are actors, man. Hitchcock said, actors are cattle. And? He said that, didn't he? Yes, he did. Famously. They are the paint for my canvas. I say actors are not cattle anymore. They are now Siamese cats. Hmm. OK, food for thought. So, shall we move on to the film? I will cut straight to the chase. Your film has been compared to Last Tango in Paris. Few people remember the story of that film, but it is famous for Marlon Brando and the um, famous sex scenes. No, the one with the butler and... Oh, well, the, this uh, is a family show, <clears throat> Gary. OK, so I can't mention the anal sex. Well, well, you just did. Anyway, that scene is what the movie is known for. It broke a taboo, and some will say that your film addresses, well, what could be the final taboo. Smooth. Yeah, they do say that, yeah. And that is... The thing with taboos, though, is that they are not very fluid. I'm sorry? What's a taboo for me may not be a taboo for you. Yes, well, I completely take that on board, Gary. But you must agree that when you decided to make this film, you knew that it would cause a bit of a stir, or more than a stir for that reason, the taboo reason. Yeah, well, taboos are great PR. So as far as we know, this is the first film to feature... Um... No, no, sorry, no. I must stop you there. It was done once before by Yakio Bonanan Zayanza. Ah, the Japanese avant-garde balloon artist. Yeah, he did films as well, but it was never released. 
And he had Lady Hamilton, of course. Yeah. Oscar Wilde was suspected, but nothing's proven. Then it went underground, popped up again in Zorro. A lot of it came back in France right up to now. And a lot going on in Edwardian England. If you go around Soho, you can even see noses on walls of buildings where nose houses used to be. Well, I thought they were put up by an artist as some kind of installation. That's what they want you to think. They've always been there. They are listed so they can't remove them. But they are all on the site of a nose house. So it's always been driven underground. I mean, is it actually illegal or not? Well, that's the point, Yellow Blanket. It's like Queen Victoria with lesbianism. She didn't believe it existed. For her, it's uh, beyond taboo. So it's not illegal. Same with nasal sex. Well, in your film, Gary, the sex is, well, it's predominantly hetero. Why is that? Well, nasal can go either way. That's one of its benefits, apparently. And it was a chance to work with Laguni. Ah, Laguni. Well, tell us more about Laguni, because you are credited with discovering her, aren't you? Yes, I have that honour. Do you want to tell us about it? So, we were holding these auditions in Paris. We hired this place called Morrison's. Morrison's? The supermarket? Surely not. Are they in Paris? Sorry, no, no, no. It's a nightclub. It's named after Jim Morrison, uh, that old hippie band. Uh, the Doors. He's buried in Paris. They love him there. Anyway, I was doing auditions and screen tests with Malachi. Oh, so that would be your cameraman, Malachi Stripe. Yeah. He's a brilliant cameraman. Half Chinese, half Maltese. Yeah, half Mexican as well. He started as a beach photographer, worked his way up. Anyway, we had open auditions at the Morrison's nightclub and we found no one. Two days, hundreds of girls. We could not find the right one. Ah, like the search for Scarlet O'Hara for Gone with the Wind. I am contractually forbidden from mentioning that movie, which glorifies slavery. Oh, sorry, my mistake. We'll, we'll edit that out. So... What happened? Me and Al Stripey, we went for a beer in this cafe called um, Le Brasier, I think it was called. Turned out there was one of those nightclubs underneath it, so he went down. It was like that one where the girl was, the, the sparrow, like the Cockney sparrow. What? Barbara Windsor? She's not French, is she? No, 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 like the sparrow, the, the French sparrow. Oh, Edith Piaf. Yeah, yeah, wrong sparrow. That's the one. Like one of those Piaf nightclubs, like that. Anyway, it was quite a raunchy place, and we saw this, um, I suppose you could call it a floor show, you know, the sort of thing. Well, I'm afraid I don't, Gary. Well, well, use your imagination. And there was a girl, let's say, incorporating nasal sex right there in front of our eyes. They allow that over there. She was, you know, French, thin, dark hair, close cropped. She just had it, I thought. That's her. That's who I want. And old Stripey, he was going nuts. I knew he was sold, and that was it. That was the beginning. So did you sign her up? Well, the boyfriend was a bit difficult, but we got him on board as um, hairdresser's assistant or something and bunged him a few thousand euros, and he was sweet. And could Laguni act? She is a natural. She has that um, something, but talk about difficult. Or temperamental. She invented temperamental. For a start, she wouldn't do anything without her Aunt Maurice's say-so. Aunt Maurice? 
isn't Maurice a man's name? Well, don't get all binary yellow blanket. The French were fluid years before us. Aunt Maurice had this uh, donut shop next to a theatre there, and all the theatre people liked her donuts. So she reckoned she knew about art. Laguni thought she did. So if Maurice didn't like something, we just didn't do it. It was quicker that way. And was Maurice difficult? It turns out she, he, was pretty sweet. She, he, like hanging out in the wardrobe department. And now Laguni is on the cover of Dazzle magazine, wearing... Um... Not much, yeah. She has rocketed to fame and handling it well too. But surely your biggest coup must have been to get Harry Granchester on board. Yeah, now that was tough. Now he is famous for the posh English floppy-haired charmer roles, four christenings, the gentleman's bedpost, the polo conspiracy and so on. Not really a candidate for um, nasal sex. Well, not at first sight, but he saw it as an artistic challenge. And a way to settle his rather large tax bill too, I think. Why can't people accept that the man just saw it as an area he had not experienced before? He just needed a bit of persuading. Did you find it easy to meet him? No, oh, it was tough, man. Even though he is on your mother's books? It was not my mother's books then. He has joined my mother since. And is there a connection? Absolutely not. It is a coincidence. OK. So what was he like to work with? Harry, oh, I was a dream. Total profession. And how did he get on with Laguni? The rumours are that they did not, uh, let's say, see eye to eye. Understatement. We could not have them on the set at the same time. He called her a leprous little stoat. Well, that must have been tricky during the um, nasal sex scenes, which must have been very intimate. Well, there was talk of using a stand-in, but in the end, he decided to do them himself. That really is his nose. Well, this is fascinating, Gary. Can we go into a little more detail about how you shot the sex scenes and then how your stars fell out? I love a bit of gossip. I would love to, man, but sorry, bar says no. You, and most importantly, your millions of listeners... You just have to see the movie. Oh, you are such a tease, Gary. And anyway, our time is up. So yes, we will have to see the movie Jamais Tourné, which is on at an art house cinema near you right now. And we'll be coming to the South Mims Campus Cinema very soon. Gary Ocean Orchard, thank you very much. Smooth. Thank you for tuning in to the South Mims U podcast. Please sample our many other subjects and follow us on Twitter and subscribe, and share, and goodbye.